0: On today's episode, we have a conversation with the founder of Living Wisdom Church, Amanda, all about reclaiming your sacred sovereignty. Together, we talk about harmful religious experiences, recreating the meaning of church, and tuning into your own wisdom. Anyone who's listening to this podcast knows that I have talked about religious trauma, my own experience about this, and I have strong opinions with uh, spirituality. And so it was so nice to just sit with Amanda and be honest in that in the ways that I've been hardened to even conceptualizing a world outside of the physical here and now. And so I really just enjoyed expanding my own perspective and learning from Amanda's journey and authentic connection with herself and all the messages that she shares on this episode of, yeah, how do we bring out our authentic gifts and use that for good within the world? I, I think anyone can benefit from listening to this and learning to believe in themselves. Y'all? Tune in. Had a little bit of a fiasco there. That was, I mean, that wasn't going to work. That just was not going to (laughs) work. Right.
1: Mercury's still in retrograde. We found a workaround. It's all good. Exactly.
0: Yeah. If one technology piece doesn't work, try another. Try another. What are you up to on your Sunday? Well, I I mean, normally I might be doing something different, but had a little
1: celebration last night, Um, had some champagne. I don't normally drink and... I had a little bit of a hangover oh, no. today. So are you okay? I've been kinda of like this slow self care so that I could be in my best in my best for this, so
0: <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're here and hopefully you're feeling
1: a little bit better too. Maybe you took some Advil or something. I'm feeling much better. <laughs> Hydrated, rested.
0: Nice. nice nice whole new person I feel like the shower always like yeah you come out you're a whole different human it's amazing yeah do you have (laughs) any questions about the podcast any questions for me who I am
1: no I mean I loved Tazima's inner our introduction and I yeah I just feel like lots of alignment lots of resonance and excited to drop in with you
0: yeah yeah yeah. What um what pieces do you feel like were in alignment?
1: Just the whole sense of anarchy and, you know, really being outside the system and questioning the current paradigms and being brave and and bold and and talking about what's real and Hell yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: <laughs> I am so excited to hear how you fit into this because uh, Tazima didn't really tell me any of your backstory, so I don't really know anything about nice. you, what you do. I kind of saw your little signature blurb, but that's about all I know, so I'd love if you could just like give me a little context background to why you resonate so deeply with these things.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, I've I've always been outside of the box. Uh, when I was young, just thought quite differently, born and raised Mormon, and uh, just always had a lot of questions about things uh, in school and, and and at church and in my family, and was considered, I guess, a, a boat rocker, but not, not because I liked to rock the boat, but just because I saw th- contradictions and things that didn't feel right, and I would ask about them or say something, and it was kind of shocking Mm. to you know the culture that I grew up in where you just kind of nod nodded your head and smiled and you know be be a part of the the flock and um and then you know as I got older started to like in college started to realize that I just I just didn't fit into those paradigms there was nothing really wrong with me and (laughs) Mm. um you know, from a young age, I I had really profound experiences of like samadhi, like really expanded consciousness and getting messages and sometimes even visions uh, of the future or experiences that were beyond the third dimension. Mm. There was no language about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, but I realized like nobody around me is talking about this. So I've been really curious about what, you know, what those visions were for and Mm. how, what, you know, I knew they were a gift, but I wasn't exactly sure how to use that gift. And I was considered very smart for my age and put into programs for gifted students and given really beautiful educational opportunities. So some of the questions and the curiosity were really nourished Mm. and and encouraged. Uh, Some of them were not. And I have, you know, just fast forward to the recent past, uh, within the past several years, Mm -hmm. in following source wisdom, as I call it, got guidance to start a church. I was teaching a mystery school called Living Wisdom, based in sacred feminine archetypes. And uh, there was I was offering plant medicine as a part of that mm-hmm. and got guidance to start a church that is a uh, dogma free to help people access their inalienable sovereignty. Mm. So really what I've found is that I my my mission is to really help as many people as possible mm. to break outside of the many colonial influenced, patriarchal influenced structures and paradigms from School systems, language, government, you know, politics, finance—you know—they're just a lot of structures that have been created (sighs) that we accept as the just. This is just how it is. This is what we have to do to survive, and they are purposefully created to subjugate us and keep us from accessing our own internal wisdom Mm. uh, to honor our soul contracts. And so I've been curious about, uh, how to help people to unravel those things. Cause they're all like in the subconscious, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they're just these structures. We don't even necessarily know that they're limiting us or that they're having an impact on us. Mm-hmm. And then there's our own unique traumas and childhood experiences, uh, the way we were raised, that can also add in a a unique subconscious programming inside of us that limits us. And so I'm kind of like a subconscious whisperer. I can kind Mm. of see what's going on for people because of my gifts. And so my education, my experience, my um, initiations in the spiritual realms with medicine and indigenous wisdom lineages have been about how to help unravel those pieces and then help us to tune in to source wisdom so that we can really trust the guidance that's coming from within. Because I, I really believe when we have access to that and we're mm-hmm. in a community that supports that way of being like, this doesn't align for me, you know, Um, even if it doesn't agree with everybody around to just trust that that is okay and mm-hmm. that we need diversity. We need people thinking differently. We need differences of opinions. We, you know, conflict is not a a bad thing. Um, you know, we don't want everybody to be cookie cutters. The only way that anything thrives is from diversity and from, you know, a little bit of chaos and a little, a lot of unpredictability. Mm -hmm. And we are in a time of that right now, for for sure. And I, and this is actually, you know, I had visions of this time where so many things were going to be mm. falling apart and crumbling and a lot of pain and suffering for people and that this is actually a time of rebirth because all mm. of those structures are, are not in alignment with our best and highest and they have their, you know, uh, shelf life is expired and, and they're starting to crumble and a lot of people are very frightened about that. Mm. But it's actually very exciting because there's so many new things. It's this opportunity to to be curious and open to what's the better way. Mm. You know, it's the better way with how we engage with the environment. What's the better way with how we engage with our fellow humans? So yeah, that's how yeah. I that's
0: how I resonate. Yeah, <laughs> <outside> the box. <laughs> and I, I love it. I love it. I, I'm like, thank you for sharing all that. I f- I'm feeling this I mean, long journey, it sounds like I mean, growing up Mormon, that is a whole culture in and of itself. And I actually my mom and sister are both Mormons, So I only tangentially know I've never been Mormon myself. I've I was very, like, evangelical Christian, so – but, you know, similar camp of just mm-hmm. completely negating yourself and your sense of wisdom internally. I mean, I I remember praying and asking to lose my sense of self and let God come into me. And just even that act of, like, so deeply ignoring my own sense of internal wisdom to follow a structure of what my life was supposed to be and to hear from, a you know, a God, I – I think it is a journey that you might resonate with of that process of learning to connect with yourself and to realize that not hearing that message from God and all that stuff and it not resonating resonating with you. I was so taken aback by your um, quote, there was nothing really wrong with me. I think so many Christians and other people have gone through this religious path and, like, really struggle to fit in and struggle to fit in, wonder, is it me? Is something wrong with me? Am I just not getting it? Because everyone around me seems to get it, so it must be me. And I felt that same yep. thing where I had to really, like, realize that, you know, there's a life outside of this community that I have. There are other people living different worlds that might resonate Absolutely. with me deeper.
1: Ugh. Absolutely. And that, you know, what you're touching on is something that that's why I created – the church because it's like it's really about community. For me, church is about community, and I know a lot of people. You know, one of the biggest practical pieces is that we feel like we belong to mm-hmm. something. And a lot of people, you know, had a lot of friends when they were getting married and having kids, returning to church even though they didn't believe in it. Saying, "Well, you know, I just you know the community is really important, and that you know for me the living Living Wisdom Church is." Our mission is to create safe and sacred spaces for a diverse community to learn, heal, and grow together so that, you know, as long as you're showing up with loving kindness, yeah. with the curiosity to and, and intention to embrace yeah. uh, lots of different people, that this is a place where you can belong and to know that you're going to be treated with respect and loving kindness. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all need to belong, but we also have to. You know, honor our authentic, I call it a soul contract, you know, we're here to do certain things. And when we have those two things, we are so powerful. And then, you know, in a community, you know, we become much greater than the sum of our parts. Oh, completely.
0: Completely. Yeah, I just got back from church (laughs) for me, which is rock climbing. I always say that to my friends and I always say that as a joking, like this is my church. I wake up every Sunday. I go, we have this set time where people from the community that I know always show up. Same time we connect and it serves that same sort of community held space, at least for me personally. Um, So yeah, I'm just,
1: absolutely.
0: I'm so in awe that you could, create a church. For me personally, when I went through this religious, I was very a devout believer. And I think immediately stepping out of that space, I've had such a resistance to the idea of church or even that word or any sort of structured religion, which, I mean, you're doing it in, I I would say, an unstructured, open way. But like, I just so much in me, like the idea of the word even church, just, I guess it's touching into an aspect of trauma, in my opinion, you know? Yes. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. I totally get it. In fact, I, my partner is Mm -hmm. a former evangelical pastor of 20 plus years Whoa! and found, uh, just realized like, this isn't, this isn't in alignment with me anymore. Uh, started learning about, um, plant medicine, psilocybin, you know, and, uh, stepped away from that calling. And, you know, it's like, the, that, that, that's a, a, a big deal. And, and he's said, you know, let's focus on the word community. So we call it living wisdom community. Mm. Um, but we do have some legal protections, uh, which is interesting because I, all, all that I initiated all that before so many of these conversations and issues are now, now that it's like so hot is like, Oh, okay. I'm. I understand what source was guiding me to do, you know, to yeah. create some protections and allow. But yes, we're fo- we're focused on community, and, and you know, not teaching any dogma. We like to share what you know. These are things that are helpful for me, mm-hmm. and you know, we want to learn about what's helpful for you. You know, let's yeah. let's learn and heal and grow together. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm.
0: So. So tell me more. I mean, no one just gets up one day and says, I'm going to start a church. I mean, there, yeah, there's a whole... Except me. Exactly. But there's a whole process to you and who you are. And I want to hear all the juicy details of how you got to do this.
1: Mm, well, like I said, I mean,
0: I have
1: had connection with Source uh, my whole life. There have been times that I turned away from it because I, I thought that that gift was tied in with being Mormon. And when Mm -hmm. I realized I'm, you know, that's not resonating for me, I thought I had to put it down. And it didn't really leave me. I just quit giving it my attention for a while, and focused on my academic studies and still was in pursuit of how to help people. Yeah. And then I was married to I thought the love of my life at the time, we had a lot of magic between us. And uh, moved from Utah to California, and as you do, started taking yoga and I had already been doing um, meditation and visualization and started connecting with those visions again and started getting messages that I was about to go through an initiation and the message was this isn't a punishment this is This is something that you need to move through to be able to help other people. So watch how you do it Hmm. and pay attention to the steps. And then you'll be able to help other people to navigate crisis, which is what the whole world's in right now. So I didn't know it, but my husband was starting to, he was a carpenter Mm -hmm. and I guess it's pretty prevalent in, in, at least in California probably around the United States, um, people that do that kind of work, like it's a lot of work, like he started using methamphetamines oh, wow. and just uh had basically uh, schizophrenic mm. um like yeah, I don't know that he was ever diagnosed, but basically paranoid schizophrenic behavior and um it was very traumatizing wow. and I'm really wow. grateful that I had The guidance from source and and the practice of meditation and yoga because I started to get those messages again and realized oh that gift is is here and and it really guided me through that and and did teach me some really powerful practices that even though it was traumatizing I did have panic attacks Mm. I still was able to make decisions that were outside of the fear programming and not in response to the threats and the, the intensity that was happening and got through it and really realized like, I don't have any regrets. You know, Mm. I feel very empowered thing. You know, I'm, I feel sad about his reality, but that was also his choice. Um, and it just, you know, since then I've just been, and, and the, the, the messages that started coming to me were coming in the form of sacred feminine archetypes. And so that got me on a really powerful journey and I ended up being ordained as a priestess in a specific lineage. Um, I became a little too radical for them and <laughs> in feeling the wow. wobbles, I know, like I got kind of. I mean I got, kind of got kicked out of the the priest the the priestess group but I I meditated before I got kicked out I was kind of meditating like this is really wobbly this isn't working and it you know what what's the what's the solution and the I was teaching mystery school for them mm-hmm. as a template uh of these different archetypes and the message came in like you are tuned into source and your mission is to help other people to tune into source, Mm. not teach a template. And um, so the word living wisdom came in and that, and I started the living wisdom school and I'd been working with plant medicine, ayahuasca for, since 2003 Mm -hmm. and Nino Santos, also known as psilocybin. And ultimately started to weave in plant medicine. Machuma, mm-hmm. also known as San Pedro, uh, became ordained as a minister in uh, Medicine Path Native American Church. Found that community and was started praying with them, and and found a lot of like deep family community. Mm. And, uh, and ultimately it developed, you know, I could, I could share a lot of mystical experiences, but just following the breadcrumbs, listening to source and how can I be of service? The, the mystery school, Mm -hmm. living wisdom mystery school, I was guided, you know, also that, that ministry with medicine path, native American church. I am I do have Native American ancestry, but I don't Mm -hmm. present that way, nor am I recognized in any tribe. And I just, this was, again, before the big conversation about white appropriation had come up. But I personally felt like I just, I wanted to stand on my own ground and take accountability for what I was doing. I knew that the plants, you know, nobody owns or has a monopoly over these plants, They are here to help us to heal. I asked them, why, why, why are you helping us? You know, why do you, why do you help us so much? And they're like, they just showed me they're, uh, rooted in the awareness of unity consciousness. Like they're like, everything is one. And we're just trying to help heal the part of the one that needs healing, which is the human, the humans. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like, they're like, you know, nobody has a monopoly over us. And we do want you know, you are a a safe and sacred guide. And this is a powerful tool for you to share with people. And I just wanted to say, I, you know, I'm taking accountability. I'm not from any tradition, you know, I'm not offering traditional medicine ceremonies. And I'm not, I'm not from generations of shamans doing this. And I, I wanted to take accountability in myself. So that was my ego reason, my own personal reason, but the guidance was just start a church, you mm-hmm. know, and I didn't know why. And then, and, and it took a couple of years for that to the paperwork to complete. And we found out that we had got church status just a few months before COVID hit. And as soon as it hit, I, you know, all the visions that I'd seen of the different ways of the powers that be working to, Control. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Control through fear. Uh, I was like, oh, here we go. Game on. And, uh, you know, here's some protection. So it just felt like perfect timing. And yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So yeah, there is so much here to talk about. I think one of the first things I I would love to ask you more about is what is source? This is something that you keep talking about and saying. And Mm -hmm. I think in my full honesty and trans for of course yeah and in my full honesty i think <laughs> coming from such a christian belief system i have been so hard to the concept of a higher power a something beyond this dimension so i am very like Clothes, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you see, science, this is what science is, and science is here. But, like, I'd love to have this conversation with you and just be soft and open and hear what you have to say about this and, yeah, yeah. expand my horizons because I am still sure. very, like, in this box. Thank I think of. You.
1: And thank realness. you for being open. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, thank you for being open to hearing. So, I. I'll share from my personal experience, which is really the only, the only valid thing I have to come from, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was having the, when I've had these experiences of like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not just me anymore. I'm part of this bigger thing. Mm -hmm. It's like it there are, it's, it's ineffable. And that you've maybe heard people say, you know, don't try to F the ineffable. <laughs> um, it's hard to put it into words and, uh, medicine path calls it everything that's greater than us that wishes us well. We all know that there are multiple dimensions and even science now, not, not even super recent, but recent in the whole evolution of, of the world very, very recently have recognized, you know, quantum physics, um, Schrodinger's cat. Yeah. Uh, you know, we know that like our, you know, putting our attention on something changes it and something can be yep. two different can, it can exist in two different forms at the same time. And it just doesn't really make sense mm-hmm. to our normal yes. three dimensional human brain so much. And, yep. you know, I think most people have had an experience of walking into a room or approaching someone that we know and love, and you can just feel like something just happened here. You know, you can feel it. And so, and, and this is one of the things that our culture has disconnected us from. Mm. Many indigenous cultures recognize more than five senses. And so guess what? They're aware of more than five senses. And they've, you know, from the very early on cultivating those senses, and they are connected with realms that we may not be able to see, but they're real. You know, you can't see a radio wave, but we yeah, know that they of course, exist. Of course. And, and we work with them, even though we can't see them. We experience them, even though we can't see them. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of different layers of reality. We know they exist. There are probably plenty of layers. We have no clue that exist. And they impact us and we impact them. And so some of them are benevolent and some of them are not just like in this reality as above, so below. And so, you know, source for me is everything that's greater than me, that wishes me well, that get, that provides life, that's, that is ineffable. Like how did our, how, you know, the beauty of the world, all the millions and billions of life forms and the ways that they engage with each other on mm-hmm. complex levels you can even still see it from an atheist point of view and recognize that the whole, the whole collection of the galaxy is operating on these high-frequency algorithms that are ineffable, mm-hmm, <laughs> that mm-hmm. are amazing, and they, mm-hmm. are, they, they work in this beautiful way, and they're way beyond our human comprehension. So at times I do see it from an atheistic point yeah, of view yeah. of like, it's just this beautiful, very complex system that is set. And I, I feel like it's set for love and life and, and benevolence. And there are other elements that are in there that are just a, a part of it. But what I want to commune with is the is all that's greater than me that wishes me well. Yeah. And then sometimes it does show up as God, you know, in the, the white robes and the white beard sure. because that's how I was trained. And then, you know, it was coming in as sacred feminine archetypes for me. So it comes in on a lot of different levels because it is everything. And then, um, you know, the biggest one that's really landed with me is the the me that is part of this whole big divine system yeah <laughs> of yeah, life yeah that chose to incarnate as me and I'm Source experiencing the third dimension as Amanda Eloesh, and you are Source experiencing this dimension as Nicole so it's a lot of things <laughs> I don't think we could ever totally understand it. It's sure. uh, as a human anyway.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, and I mean bringing up quantum mechanics is one of my favorite things to talk about because I really do think it was <laughs> it was so huge. It was so huge for uh, I think in my personal opinion, for us as humans, we have the laws of physics that we have used to understand our existence and what keeps us here on this earth with gravity to understanding the grandness of the universe. And we had used all of those laws to understand everything. And we felt like we just had such a good grasp on the grandness through these mathematical calculations that were coming through. And then here's quantum mechanics just uh, throwing all of that outside the window and saying, We really don't know what happens to the atom. Yeah. We just know that it changes when we watch it. And that is really weird. So, yeah, what happens when you do? What happens when you don't? All of that we cannot predict. And so I think, yeah, even from a very atheist, you know, critical lens, you have to acknowledge that what we thought we knew about what we saw is completely wrong. And so leaving just that openness that there might be more than what we see and what we think we know. And like, yeah, you're talking about it being ineffable and it's like, maybe, yeah, it's ineffable for now. You know, maybe we'll get to some grander point in our human experience table to understand these things. I mean, the things we know now as a human culture back in the day, you know, 200, 300 years ago would be absolutely nuts. The fact that I'm talking to you with, yeah, the internet waves, things that we can't see, satellites, all this sort of stuff would be absolutely insane. So Maybe, but you, I think that having this openness is probably the wisest thing to say is that we really don't know, and so be open, yes, absolutely, mhm. I'd love for you <laughs> to say more on what the female archetypes are, or is. I don't even know mm. how to ask a question about this but they I are. yeah
1: <laughs> well, um you know anybody that's interested in archetypes i mean Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell are great sources to check in about but you know it's like from a from from spirit spirit perspective it's like we are the we are the creation of this complex system right that's of life that's created and so all human beings we're born and we, we have these like sacred codes that make up who we are, our physical body, our mental, our emotional, our spiritual, you know, the parts that we can't see. And we have found that there are certain personas that we can all relate to, right? Like the villain, the great mother, you know, the mother figure, the the goddess of compassion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the warrior Yeah. And um, those are archetypes. And the way that I see them is like, the way that I see life is that I kind of alluded to it before. It's like, we made a choice to want to experience the third dimensional reality. You know, I want to know what that's like. It's disconnected from source. So there's a lot of pain and suffering in it. There's a lot of forgetfulness, because our brains can only hold on to so much. We go from infinite uh and limitless to very finite and limited and so we lose a lot of that and the, it's like i look at like it's almost like we decide i'm going to play this game that looks so much fun i want to have a body i want to taste food mm. you know i want to feel things i want to have sex i want to you know i want to have all these experiences and that there there are all these opportunities to kind of get lost And there are these systems of oppression of people to think the way I win the game is to subjugate people Mm. over time. So the archetypes for me are like these inherent divine codes that we're born with because we are infinite in nature and we see them or we learn about them or they wake up inside of us and they're like these universal laws uh, that help guide us. Beyond the limitations of Amanda's life or Nicole's life, you know, like, so as I learned, as I learned about and then started getting visions of visitations from the sacred feminine archetypes, they were helping me again, like I mentioned, you know, my husband was going crazy on methamphetamines mm. and destroying our home and a threat to me. Wow. I wow. could have reacted in fear. And that I, I'm really quite sure that would have been a very fucked up reality for me. Had I let the I'm smart, you know, like I said, I'm smart, but I, I could see what my my own smart thinking, riddled with fear wanted to do. And these archetypes were like, hey, This is the bigger picture of your life and what's possible. Trust that doing it this way, you know, it's like a, it's like a map or a code or a blueprint that's like, oh, okay, I don't have to stay in my limited reality and keep stuck here. Mm. It's like a little beacon of light that says, look, this is how the universe functions on a bigger order of magnitude. Mm. You can you can step outside. And so there, I mean, you can also do, you know, follow the, the villain archetype or whatever, sure, but, sure. you know, but these higher beings archetypes, it's like, this is what's possible. And so I started mm-hmm. tuning in to the wisdom of these archetypes and they helped me through. They helped me to respond in ways I wouldn't have based on just how much anxiety, you know, sure. p- sheer panic I had in my being. And, you know, it tuned me back into my spiritual power. It tuned Mm. me back into my gifts. It helped me to navigate without regrets. It helped me, you know, to move into a better reality. And that's, for me, what the archetypes have to offer. And when we start to study them and like the hero's journey, it helps us to see a bigger, a more objective And I think more enlightened and more um, optimistic (laughs) possibility for what we're going through against like, say, you know, the metaphor of the butterfly. Like right now, we're in the cocoon, things are dissolving, Mm -hmm. you know, and the butterfly actually releases antihistamines to fight off that dissolution process. The The caterpillar doesn't know what's happening. It's just doing what it's programmed to do. Yeah. And when that dissolution happens, it's like, oh shit, you know, stop. Yeah. You know, but there are these bigger codes called imaginal cells that get activated in this process and if they win Mm -hmm. (laughs) then they be they create the they turn all that mush into a butterfly with wings which has this elevation you know and so we're you know it's we're going through that process right now this dissolution and if we freak out and try to stop it or cling to what we had before we're not going to make it and it's going to be Suffering and the end. If we can be like tuning into, I love imaginal cells, which is our imagination is our connection with source because it's the part of us that's infinite. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And where we get that um, ability to step outside of our limitations is through the imagination. Then we get those codes and we get to wake up and we get to be a part of birthing what needs to be birthed right now yeah a lot (laughs) and it takes everybody you know waking up together to do that
0: yeah yeah i mean we we definitely need an awakened conscious society to some of these larger problems i mean what you mentioned earlier of other people trying to exploit and take over and that being the way um and i'm just i'm so taken aback by this this story um of your husband and yeah what fear and trauma that must have been to be going through that. And in a live in partner, I would imagine and to be navigating that time sounds incredibly difficult.
1: Yeah. And and it also just feels like a lifetime ago. I don't feel that trauma Mm -hmm. in my system anymore. Uh, Plant Medicine really helped me I was working actively with ayahuasca at the time. And I was having some really weird, um, like rashes break out on my eyes, Mm -hmm. um, around my eyes. Nobody could figure out what was happening. I could tell that it was from the trauma I had been through and it would get activated and show up. I did all these different healing modalities and was in, I think it was like my fifth ayahuasca journey. And I was just sitting there very blissful, actually getting a vision of the outcome. It was like showing me the technology the technology that had been used to create subjugation of humans from the beginning of civilization, Mm -hmm. and that it was that it was um, a sacred knowledge to be of service to the evolution of humans that had been misappropriated, and that the ultimate outcome is victory. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I'm like, wow, this is so beautiful. And all of a sudden, I just without any warning, I just purged Ooh. <laughs> really strongly. And I knew like that was the trauma in my system yeah. getting pulled out. And it never came back. Wow, it never came back. Like I just felt healed. And so the plant allies, um, and also I like to say living medicine now, because mushrooms aren't plants. Yeah, <laughs> they are alive. Point. They grow from the earth. But they are not plants. Um, but the living medicine allies have been so helpful in my own awakening, shedding the limitations, expanding my consciousness, helping me to see new possibilities, helping me to heal that trauma from my yeah. from my yeah. now ex. From yeah. a long, for a long time, he's been my ex. Yeah, um, it's really helped me to to heal, and and you know, I just don't. I don't have the kind of trauma response that would be normal for a human to have because of the things that I've been shown about how we can heal and liberate ourselves from these programs.
0: Right, 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 right. And I, I feel like with plant medicine or living medicine, it's always such a deep softening into the mm-hmm, human ex- experience and always coming back to that love and compassion and you feel things so intensely. It's like, yeah, just like zooming into all of your emotions. And so, I mean, yeah, that is, I feel like a great place to process and to integrate changing and moving through these things and letting go and evolving. I mean, that, that uh, metaphor of the butterfly, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: love that you said softening because a lot of people that work with plant medicine, like You know, there's just so much, uh, such a loaded subject and people come in with a lot of ideas, expectations, curiosity, questions. Yeah. And I think ultimately, the biggest thing that the plants, all of the plants, the living medicines do, is to help just soften us to soften us so that we are, we don't think that we're in charge. You know? Yep. I think, you know, one of the things that is so hard right now is that people who are compassionate, who are awake, who want to make a positive impact, we see so many things that need to be done and it feels overwhelming and it we go into paralysis. But the reality is if we're doing our part and we're supporting other people in honoring their authentic soul contract, you know, to do it in a safe and sacred way, even if it doesn't make sense to us to just trust When we create an environment where each person can really honor what we're here to do, things, you know, on the planet could shift overnight. Oh, yeah. Because it's everybody finding permission, hopefully in community, because it makes it easier when you when you're not isolated. Right. And you feel like you belong and you're loved and you're Mm going to be loved to honor like this. This is what I'm here to do. I'm here to do this thing. It's safe for me to do it. I'm here to be of service. If everybody could tune in to what I believe is inside of every single person, we wouldn't, this wouldn't, you know, and it wouldn't, wouldn't feel overwhelming because it's like, oh yeah, Nicole's doing her thing. Tazima's doing her thing, you know, Dr. Gamble's doing his thing and we're all doing our thing and, mm-hmm. and even if it does that person's thing doesn't make sense to us it doesn't have to it's not yep. our business we're yep. doing our
0: business yep 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 I love that idea I it was something that when I first started teaching yoga I was so nervous about it's such a smaller a smaller example of this where I was nervous about attracting students that wanted to come to my class and my teacher said to me like you will teach how you teach and the people that want to take your class will come to you exactly and that changed no competition yep that i mean that's how i started this podcast anyone else who looks at me and i sometimes talk to other people who want to create podcasts and help them through that process they say like well there's so many out there and i'm like yes and the people that like you will stay with you and you have to trust that and stay in that because you speak to a certain people that other people can't speak to
1: so true i really want to emphasize that nicole because i just woke i mean i i just turned 50 yeah I've been working with plant medicine since 1998. Wow. And the ayahuasca told me in the Amazon, this was, again, before the dialogue about preparation and integration is so important. It's like really prevalent now. But before I'd ever heard anything, the ayahuasca said, I'm a big fucking deal. And people are not, you know, in the Western world, are not getting proper, like they're getting a little list, a little diet Pre and post, and she, and she's like, people need help with this. So mm. you know, you know how to work with me, and you've you know you've cultivated through counseling psychology and sacred feminine ritual yeah. and all this. You've got all these tools, but people don't have them. So I put together this whole program and was teaching it. And then as soon as Erie, which is um, they're from my alma mater, C.I.I.S. theogenic Research Integration and Education this whole organization popped out and guess what I did? Oh, I don't need to do that anymore. I'll just, because they're doing such a great job. They're doing so much more than me. I don't, I don't need to do that anymore and put it down. And, and just recently the plants were like, hey, a lot of that is needed on the planet. More and more people are working with plant yes. medicine and it's, yes. so, you know, the plants are ben- benevolent, the medicines are benevolent, but we're opening ourselves to some things that are not and our conscious, not everybody's consciousness can handle what they get opened up to. And you, yes, Amanda Eloash have some value and you're going to, yeah. people need to hear what, even if they're also getting help right. from this big, amazing organization that's right. doing amazing, like right. you too, like, yes. so it's just like, I'm still also a human waking up and remembering like, oh, okay. Even though it's everywhere. (laughs) If it's what I'm being asked to do to trust, keep doing it. Absolutely. uh, Because there's value in it. And you're I'm sure like your yoga class, you know, people are getting something out of it. They're not going to get anywhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's important.
0: I hope so. You're right. Like that's all we can hope is that in in being so in tune with ourselves and what gifts we have that we, you know, can share with the world that people actually get something from that. And I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just here showing up, <laughs> you know, creating conversation, um, becoming a psychologist, hoping to hold and share space with mm-hmm. people in the healing process and and be a yeah. full human. In all yeah. of the gross and beautiful, and all of that complexity, and just show up wholly. Uh-oh. And I think that's the best yeah. thing we can do, really. Absolutely. If 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 the people who hear this podcast, if
1: all you really take away is to really recognize that all the way that your gifts, your experiences, your wisdom—if you really trust that the unique way they come together in you. If you really honor that as a sacred gift and it doesn't matter how many people tell you it's not right or uh or it's somebody else is doing it better, or what just like don't let that influence you,
0: yeah, really
1: keep honoring what what you feel guided and what feels juicy and alive and authentic for you, yes, stay true to that, yes that's what the world
0: needs yes I, I love it I'm seeing I'm feeling the tazima presence because she uses that <laughs> word juicy and she um, has been working with she me is
1: juicy yeah I know
0: she is and she's been um she's been mentoring me for I started taking on clients for sex coach work and she's been nice. the same process here of like Nicole you have gone on a journey being from a conservative purity ring wearer that condemned homosexuals to being a queer, Polly person now I mean she's like you have a whole journey of wisdom to share and just your experience and here's another yes. sex coach who yes. could be like no I'm not going to share and teach another person who's going to take my money but the reality is Tazima has a whole different set of people that she speaks to specifically because she yes. knows her life and is in tune with that and I have a whole group of people that I speak to yes. and it's like yes so, so I'm just yes. feeling her presence and that you know her I'm like we're all in that same community of like how can we uplift yes. the you and- need. Experience. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Oh, and here's the catch. Here's the interesting thing that uh, that I've found in our subconscious, usually the things that mm-hmm. we think are the fucked up, shameful, <laughs> <laughs> broken parts of ourselves are the unique things yep. and experiences that we've gone through yep. that are usually usually, almost always, and and always in my personal experience with myself and clients, those are the things that you need to love up, clean the shit that's been put on them by other people and yourself, because those are the elements of you that make you so unique and valuable. I call them shit pearls, because it's like (laughs) a pearl, you know, is this little annoying thing that gets covered with loveliness yeah. and a shit curl is like this beautiful treasure that yeah. we put when culture puts shit over and we have to you know like the subconscious work is like putting on the Latex gloves and getting the, you know, environmentally friendly cleanser out, but going in and cleaning up all that crap, Yeah, off the genuine gifts that we've been told, Ugh. this is a part of you that you need to hide, you need to try to, uh, you know, annihilate in yourself. And that's like, it's just the opposite mm. of true. It's, it's valuable and it's, it's needed. And yeah. so... You know, if you're experiencing that to just know, like, it's very, very likely, I would say 99.9% likely that every single part of you that you think is the worst possible part of you is probably one of the most amazing parts of you. It's just been misaligned and needs some support in changing the filter's cleaning it up a bit and, and letting it shine.
0: Yep. And that takes choice. Like we are going to make meaning of these things and not let them pass. Right. Exactly. You have to put the, the gloves on and actually do that work. Cause a lot of the stuff you can just like side pass, but it's making that choice to say, no, I'm going to sit here, reflect with this and learn and make meaning of the experience that I have and use the meaning I do have to change, mm-hmm. and bring out a better future. I hope, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: yeah. Yes. Honestly, I right now, what's happening on the planet right now, um, we don't really have a choice. You know, pe- the, the only choice is you can consciously do that work in a gentle, loving way and get the elevation. Or you can go down with the ship suffering and feeling a lot of pain and a lot of darkness in your life. And to me, like, that's not a choice. I would, you know, like, I'm just going to. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm just going to do the work. I'd rather
0: build muscle (laughs) then get my ass kicked exactly no for sure for sure sorry hold on my headphones died that's why i was like oh this is interesting let me see if i have an extra pair i'm usually not recording with hmm i don't that's okay let's see here then is there anything else that you feel very strongly that you wanted to say on the podcast before? Because I can find my headphones if so. We've covered a lot of territory. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> okay, well then let me ask the one last question. Um, I ask everyone on the podcast, what is one thing that you wish other people knew was more normal? Mm. Well, I think I
1: just said it, you know, like really remembering, like I, I, I may get teary, like, Mm. You are important. You are sacred. Each person, important, sacred. Your time is important and sacred. And I promise you, what is happening on the planet right now, if you honor your integrity, if you treat yourself like you matter with loving kindness and say no to the things that may be tempting because they speak to the fear and the survival and the scarcity that you were taught if you look beyond that and really honor your time, your body, what you're doing in the world as sacred, that is the way forward mm-hmm. and and to, you know, if if it's that's much easier said than done, get some support. I'm here for you. I'm doing my best to step into a non-transactional model I'm offering as much I love that. free as I can calling in people who are who do have money who are like, Hey, they're waking up too. And like, Oh, money is only as good as what it can do. And I want to do good things. So, you know, please reach out. I am here to help. This is what I'm on the planet to do. Uh, that's what I've been on the planet doing for almost 50 full years. Um, probably not since I was, you know, just out of the womb, but you know, for most of those 50 years, this has been my journey, and I'm, I'm happy to help in any way I can. I've created a bunch of free resources. So please get support, you know, hang out with the people who bring out the best in you, mm-hmm. and value yourself. Value yourself. That is how we heal the planet. Yes. Not escaping our own value and trying <sighs> to help other people. If you've got cleanup on aisle four... You're just going to bring your mess over to somebody else. So take care of yourself first. Yes. You matter. That's important. Yes. And then once you are in a resource place, you can be an inspiration and helpful to other people. Mm.
0: Oh, wow. That was really beautiful. I just have to say that was that was a lot. And I could feel that this so deeply resonated with you. And these are things you've thought about and have just been wanting to share with the world. It felt, yeah, just so full so i'm just really thank you for bringing your whole self onto the podcast and for hopefully yeah inspiring other people to love themselves and honor themselves
1: thank you yeah
0: it's yeah. been it's
1: been a, it's
0: been lovely to share and lovely to connect <laughs> with you yeah is there anywhere for those people that are deeply resonating with you that want to find you that you'd want to plug them to now absolutely
1: um if you want to get on our mailing list
0: livingwisdomchurch.org
1: don't be afraid of the name church we are not a cult (laughs) yes we're the i I joke and say we're the cult of inalienable sovereignty so yeah i love it (laughs) if you want sovereignty yes join our cult um but yeah we send out uh invitations free resources um we're you know we're we're here to be of service so we'll you'll find out about what we're up to and how you can and if you are somebody that has a lot of money and wants to support what we're doing get Please. on that mailing list too yeah. we can use your help
0: yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. well thank you so much i really appreciate you coming on yes thank, thank you Nicole. so much love to you yes may the source be with you i know i know <laughs> If you enjoyed today's episode, then leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you're a part of the anarchist community, then follow us on Instagram or nominate a guest for the show by sending in a letter to modernanarchypodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, I'll see you next week.